Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sunday edition of Housing Information. You can trust right here for the next three hours. My name is Ken Calverly. I am the outside guy. Good morning, everybody. Chuck Breitenstein, the inside guy. Have you bought a McRib yet? Oh, no. I mean, years ago, but I'll never buy one again. You know, I haven't either, but they say the the market does better when McRibs are for sale. You mean the market in general? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Make people happy? Our buddy, Elliot, has tracked that for decades. <laughs> and every time the McRib is for sale, the market actually improves to the, an average of a 19% return. Well, McRib it up then. So in McRib. Everyone should have McRib. You see an ad for McRib? Buy stock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, though, I think Isn't McRib is just a bunch of pork pressed together with barbecue sauce on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. Hey, you're a grandpa. I am. And you're going to be more of a grandpa. I am. And uh, we love babies. I got to tell you, they have found PFAS in the bloodstream of babies because of the water coming out of the tap in houses that maybe people used to mix formula or bathe the baby in. If it's in the bloodstream of mom, it's in the bloodstream of the baby, and none of this stuff, unfortunately, surprises me. And that's scary. You know, if you and I believe the EPA, and sometimes we do and sometimes we don't, they've called PFAS an urgent public health and environmental issue, which, I mean, we've seen some polluted bodies of water. Lakes. I've got news for them. Right here in Michigan. It's too right? late. Yeah. It's too late. Okay, too late. <laughs> too late. But it's not too late if you want to have pure water in your That's house. That's true. You're right about that. Because you can have Beauchamp come out, test for those things, and they can install a system that will remove the PFAS from your water. And any other contaminants that are in there. Good point. So right. if you want to love your water, I guess Beauchamp is the answer, right? Beauchamp Water Treatment Solutions. Absolutely. So we have a, a great show for you today. We're going to take a lot of your phone calls from at 888-654-4897. And then between the noon and 1 o'clock hour, what we like to call the education hour, Chuck and I are going to sprint over to Chet's Cleaning and talk to uh, Chet and Chet 3 uh, of the Sadowski family. And I tell you, once again, the information they give out that helps people do it themselves is phenomenal. People want to hear this show. That's what's pretty cool about uh, Chet's Cleaning because they literally have made a career of learning how to clean things. And it's interesting to talk to uh, Chet about things they learned over the decades because he admits when they first started, they didn't know how to do certain things. Sure. And finding green product, which I love because you and I uh, talk about, you know, off-gassing and breathing in chemicals and stuff like that. But the fact that they, on their website, tell you how to get rid of stuff right stains right it's cool right it's I like agree. you don't need us use our website <laughs> we always love companies that do that and we will actually refer that out when someone calls and asks a question about heating and cooling we will say hey or, or tell you what i do a lot is um ryan alexander from Shelby mechanical people will call and ask about the backup preventers or should i do this i'll hey, call shelby talk to ron ron loves talking shop he, does. he loves helping people they're experts, so if we can put you in front of that specific expert sometimes, we'll be glad to do it. I'm with you. So that'll be fun. Uh, if you listen between 12 and 1, you will redefine clean. I guarantee yes. you, you'll redefine for your house what constitutes clean. Yeah, let's thank them again for the uh, 
letting us hold our annual uh, contractors event last Tuesday, right? It was yep. Tuesday. And had a lot of fun people show up. And thank you so much for everyone who showed up. I tell you what, we love networking. In this industry, we believe the best thing we can do as professionals is network with each other. If you're in the same business, the exact same business, the best thing you can do is talk to someone right across the street from you. You know who's really good at that is Gary Papia from Oak Electric. Gary doesn't have any competition. He'll tell you. He has friends. He has friends. And he's successful for it, isn't he? You know, it's funny. Years ago, I heard an instructor or speaker say, you don't drive by looking backwards, and you don't run a business by looking behind you at the competition. Yeah, learn. Yeah, exactly. Look ahead, move ahead. Yep. Uh, a few mistakes. Gary's that way, and uh, the networking event kind of demonstrated the truth of that because none of those guys, there's plenty of business for everybody. And there always will be. You're right. And there always will be. Yeah, it's cool that you say that. Um, you and I discovered through a listener uh, using uh, dryer sheets to clean toilets. Okay. You can actually wrap your brush with one, and, and it does a great job. It's slightly abrasive. Interesting. But it won't hurt the surface of the, uh, or the finish on the, on the toilet, and it'll get rid of deep stains. Apparently the chemical in the dryer sheets does a real good job. So, hey. Do you use dryer sheets at home? I mean, you do laundry. Do you put dryer sheets in? Yeah, I do now. I uh, didn't for years. I still don't. I know you don't. I got a couple of hard styrofoam balls we throw into laundry. It's supposed to help soften them. I don't know whether it does or doesn't. But if you if you talk to a lot of appliance repair people, they will tell you that fabric softener and those dryer sheets does not do your equipment any favors. I know. I've heard that many times. And I keep an eye, as you know, on my uh, uh, lint collector to make sure the air still moves through it and still, you know. Right. Because right. you and I chat about that a lot. Yep. And I don't disagree. I think about it every time. I don't use fabric softener. Uh, me neither. I don't use anything in the wash cycle other than soap. Yep, me neither. And not a lot of soap. No. And it actually depends what load. I, it's funny, yeah. Chuck. You and I are happy homemakers. <laughs> but if I, I will, if I'm doing towels, I use so little soap. I'll just pour a little bit in there because that stuff is concentrated. That stuff goes a long way. And the towels are clean already. I mean, yeah. we, we, we cleaned our... Clean body. Like we dried our clean body. Well exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, sheets, I'll use hot water, but we use cold water for 90% of what we do. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we had to sanitize. Actually, I just brought a bunch of my uh, hunting clothes back about a month ago to sanitize them. And uh, that's what we did there. And then, I, then they got dryer sheets that smell like woods outdoors. I'm just going to ask you what you did to and get rid of the smell. That. Yeah, and I use that. Now, you heard me mention Gary Papi and Oak Electric a minute ago. They are one of the largest residential and commercial electrical companies here in southeast Michigan, whether it's solar, whether it's standby generator, you name it, um, charging stations. Gary Papia and Oak Electric is who you want to call. Welcome back, everybody. We do appreciate you being with us. I want to remind you the phone lines will be open today, 888-654-4897, or the old 900 number, or no, the 800 number for WJR that's been around forever. 859-0957. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? You know it. It's on the tip of your tongue. You could write it down. But, yeah. My lips tripped over themselves, and it was wool balls, you said. Well, yeah, my wife listening said they were wool balls that we put into the uh, dryer to help soften. 
So, so do you, can you buy yeah. wool balls? Yeah, you can buy them. Yeah, you go to Meyers, go to any of the stores, they'll have them. And In a little like, package? Yep. And they're literally they're litter. The size of baseball. Okay. They're size they're a hard I said you said you said it's a tariff. I'm just like, yeah, that makes no sense. But they're <laughs> wool. They're a hard wool ball and they're supposed to help soften the clothes instead of using a product like a soft put rocks in there to beat the stuff soft. <laughs> yeah, that could be kind of, you know it's funny, <laughs> the I mentioned bag of rocks. I mentioned that I grabbed my hunting clothes and a lot of the hunting clothes have um, like my safety harnesses. Oh. They have a lot of metal on them. Are so they I, built in? Yeah. Oh. yeah. I ruined one of our pillowcases because I put my safety harness into the pillowcase, <laughs> tied it before I washed it, and all the metal tore the pillowcase up. My that was your wife's pillowcase, so you didn't care. <laughs> That's funny. If yeah. I'm not you, it's funny. Well, it is funny because I do, I do the clothes. I do the, the hunting clothes. I put them on a sanitized cycle, and then I put them in the dryer with a earth scent uh, dryer sheet. Okay. Then I take them out and I put them in a big bin. And I layer them. So right. I put one layer down and I put some pine branches on top. And I, put I thought you did down, something like that. Okay. And I put pine, then I seal it up until it's time to hunt. Yep. You don't sprinkle acorn dust? Oh, well, it depends. <laughs> that's, that's called a cover scent. And there are times if you're near places that you may be feeding, that makes a good cover scent. I'm surprised you even wash that stuff. And I'm not being funny. Really? Just because I know scent is such a big deal. Right, right. Well, I wash it in a a, a soap meant to kill the bacteria and the, the odors in the... It's actual a hunting laundry soap. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But Hey, if it works, it works, you, you right? You know what's funny is there's a product out there that hunters use. It's called Scent Away. And it basically comes in a, a spray bottle. And they sell it like for years. They have sell, sold it like crazy. So before hunters go out in the woods, they spray themselves down. It could be water for anybody knows, and they're making a, a killing off it. You have no, you have no way knowing if yeah. it works or not. Yeah, good point. But it's big money. <laughs> it's really big money. I love this stuff. Taking your phone calls for any and all of your housing, not hunting questions, housing questions. Eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. You know, you were talking about uh, charging stations, and you and I got to go down to hunting place. Yeah, with Nika IBEW. Great people. Great people. And we were pleasantly surprised at the variety of charging stations and the speed with which some of the upper-end ones can really recharge a vehicle, right? In, it seems like minutes, doesn't it? Yeah, it was quick. Uh, I think an I'm, hour? Yeah. Right. I mean, those were, what, $25,000 units. Right. So we weren't going to have one in the house or anything, but but it was good to know. It was interesting. Do you know what jurisdictions mandate a new charging station if you build a house? I know over Macomb, I believe. They have to buy into the uh, current NEC, National Electrical Code. Right. But I don't. And you're right, that's uh, adopted by various jurisdictions or not. And I don't know if the state has adopted it. I think we were told the state has not yet adopted that new one, if I'm not mistaken. And homeowners, I don't think they understand how how big of impact lobbyists like this have on the price of housing. So if all of a sudden someone says, look, at you, uh, everyone in Michigan has to have a charging station built in their garage like some jurisdictions do. Yep. It's going to raise the cost of housing for everybody. Every Whether you have an electric car, ever planning an electric car or not. If they say you have to have one in your in your 
in your garage that you have to have one be- before you get CFO right. of a new house. It won't let you legally occupy. And that same like code that has mandated that um, receptacles be run and circuits, dedicated circuits, be run right. to appliances that typically are gas, like a water heater, right. for future use of electricity for those appliances, which, again, all that stuff is money. Right. And right. all that stuff goes to the heart of affordable housing, which is what you and I are talking about here. That's not making the house safer. That's not something 99.9% of the population needs. <laughs> so it's so not right. health, safety, welfare as the codes should be. Explain that, health, safety, welfare. That's what the – I had an inspector years ago arguing with me over the way a job looked. Um, we did a job. It rained. It was passable. And I had him telling me I had to redo it. Because aesthetically, he didn't like to look. And I told him he had no right to tell me that. He did not like hearing that at all. And I said, look, you have no right. And I I challenged him. See, authority is always going to be authority until you challenge them. But if I'm going to challenge them, I'm going to, before I challenge that kind of authority figure, I'm going to know I'm right. And that's what I just said to him. This is not a safety, health, and welfare. You have no jurisdiction over this. He did not. Show me in the code, please. I always act stupid. Please show me in the code where that is because I was totally unaware of that. There you what go. Page, and I'll take out a pencil and paper say, what page is that? You know, do you know? Right. Because I know it's in there. Right. And you're right. So the codes were originated to protect people in their own homes from bad practices, bad mechanical devices. So health and safety, I mean, like the smoke detectors, that being a, a classic example of a health, safety, welfare Item. If a fire starts, those go off. They wake you up. They get you out of the house right. so no one dies in the fire. Right, right, right. So before yeah. the house is has legal CFO, certificate of occupancy, the local fire marshal or inspector will make sure those are working. And if they're not, they won't get CFO. Correct. And, and if it's not safe, safety, health, and welfare, yeah. they will not get CFO. The industry has battled the expansion of codes, and, and, and you got to understand, the codes are written and published by as a money-making tool, right? Okay. Right. By the people that do it. Having said that, the expansion into energy conservation is arguably not a health, safety, welfare issue. And the fact that they now require what they do for our values in sidewalls and attics is argued by the industry as raising the cost of housing but not benefiting people from a safety and health perspective. Overreach. Matter of fact, tighter Overreach. houses. You and I talk about tighter houses. Right. Actually creating health issues inside them, arguably. I mean, it, you, just for the sake of discussion, right? Do you think when the the people who are much smarter than us, right, Chuck, got together and said, look, we are going to start pushing what's called energy codes. Oh, do you think any of them thought about those consequences? They didn't care. Okay. So yeah, I think you're right. If it came up in a discussion, it was. I mean, it's all about. Let's be honest. It's a, it's the old thing you see on TV in a detective show. Follow the money. Yeah. And some of the biggest lobbyists are, some of the biggest proponents for those things being in the codes are the manufacturer of product that they're going to make money on when the code requires it. Absolutely. That well, makes sense. It does. The one we talked about years ago was the sprinkler systems that the lobbyists were pushing that new homes should have a sprinkler suppression system in them. 
And luckily, luckily, is Illinois that are they? Did they pass a lot of that? states adopted those? And what they found in the states that adopted them for residential applications. Residentials, yes, very important. I mean, our early argument against the literal sprinkler systems was that at the time they weren't even zoned. So if 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 a kid was playing with one in his bedroom with a lighter, the whole house is going to get soaked. Yeah, the whole house got soaked. Right. Um, then they became zoned. Then they became chemical zoned right. systems, so they're a lot better. But the, the the states that required those systems found out that the sprinkler heads were not dependable in reacting to a fire. So they then put into the code that you not only had to have the sprinkler system, but the old smoke alarm system. So you had to have redundant systems, which again raised the cost, raised the price of housing, right? Yeah, and affordable housing be damned right so luckily michigan's building industry fought that for decades and successfully to at least to this point so all that we're required to have in a new house is the conventional hardwired smoke detectors in a a new house old houses battery operated but a new one has to have a hardware and you mentioned that money is behind so much of this stuff and it is but it shouldn't be let's be honest it shouldn't be at all yeah i know I know. Uh, it is. Yeah, and, and you and I are for more and better thermal insulation, but requiring it to the degree that they do is arguable from the affordable housing perspective. Right, right. Then you get uh, jurisdictions that say before you sell your house, before you can put your house up for sale, we have to come in and inspect it. That is... That would drive. And require that you bring it up to code. Exactly. That's that's the kicker. That is wrong. That's scary. That's wrong. Boy, and talk about an, an item for discussion. Talk about government overreach. Anyone that has questions on this, give us a call. Eight or any other housing needs. Eight 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 six five four guys, which equals eight 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 six five four. Four eight nine seven. It's funny. You and I went from Nika IBEW and the electrical charging stations into all that stuff, and we didn't mean to do that because if you need just an analysis done on the electrical system of your home, it's good to hire someone from the International Brotherhood of Electrical it Workers. Absolutely. They are experts in residential applications and repairs as well, and they have they have loaded with great companies that belong to this great organization, Nika. I-B-E-W. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. Uh, we're going to go to the phones, 888-654-GUYS, which is 4897. Hey, i got to tell you, my niece is in Bay City. She heard you talking about your styrofoam or your wool balls <laughs> for the dryer. She said, Uncle Chuck, I've used them for years. They work great. So there you go. All right. Good I deal. believe her more than you. Was that Aaron? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate that. <laughs> Eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. Phone lines are open for any and all of your housing needs. Let's talk to Jeremy in South Lyon. Good morning, Jeremy. You're on with the Inside Outside Guys on WJR. Hey, morning, guys. I got a question about my windows. I have these Anderson windows. At least that's the research I've done on them, and they look like they were like original windows that were put in the house in two thousand and one. The windows look in good shape and everything, but there's just a draft coming from where the I think they're single hung windows and a draft comes from the you know when they lock, and I don't know what to do about that. 
Okay, so once once you close and seal that window, if you would put a, for lack of anything better, a cigarette up there, you would notice the movement from the outside air. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I notice it when uh, you know, especially when the when the weather gets colder. There's there's condensation and you know a little bit above that. Yep. So let us explain for our listeners a single hung. It looks like the old, what people call the farm window. It has two operable sashes historically, and they were called the double hung. The top one would slide down, the bottom one would slide up. When they're single hung, the factory or builder of the window has secured one of those sashes so it cannot move, and only one of those sashes moves. When you get oh, your actually, bottom one, the one double. That, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. So yeah, I can he, actually he, move the top one as well. Okay, so when, that's a double hung. And when you talk sashes, those are the individual pieces of the window. Frame pieces. Frame, frame pieces. There you go. Okay. Yep. So when you shut those, the latch is at the top of the bottom frame, correct? The bottom yep. sash. What you can actually do is remove one half of that and take some glue and toothpicks and jam it down in the screw holes and then move it back just a little from where it was, back toward the inside of the house. Can you picture this? When you reinstall it? So that when you engage that latch, it sucks those two units together a little tighter. So take the, the lock mechanism off on the top. One half of it. One half of it. Yep. Where the holes used to be for the screws, put... Uh, Wooden toothpicks down there and glue, break and glue, break them off at the top. So you're going to be basically screwing to a whole new substrate, there, right? That's Correct. What you're so you're going to be glue. You're going to then move that latch mechanism back, maybe a sixteenth of an inch from where it was. So when it engages, when you put it back and it reengages, it sucks those two sashes tighter together against the weather strip, and hopefully closes off any air. Infiltration or exfiltration. So this is a DIY. Yeah, something a homeowner can do. You got that, Jeremy? Makes sense. Is there that? Yeah, that makes sense. Is there a replacement of weather stripping between those, those two factors? Yeah. Anderson has done a great job of keeping all of that stuff. If you go to J and E installations. Yeah, Brad has a, a website for all that kind of stuff. Brad went in the not, not for Anderson. Not for Anderson. Yeah, okay. Taylor Door. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Janney Installations, those guys okay. do Anderson windows. And uh, Anderson, like I said, uh, the factory has done a really good job of keeping every part from every window they've ever built and making them available. Available to the public. That's one good thing about Anderson, actually. I mean, I like the window. You've always liked yeah, Anderson. Yeah. I really like Anderson. Sorry. I, I made the mistake of contacting Renewal by Anderson and thought that they were the same company. So, um, yeah. Um, so you said J&E. I'm sorry, who? Yeah, J&E Insulation. You can find them at the InsideOutsideGuys.com, or you can just hold on one quick second. We'll get your phone number. Yeah, it's an 800 number. Do you have a pen? I'll, I'll look at the website. It's okay. I, I appreciate it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, go to the Windows section, scroll down, and you'll find J&E. Those guys are, not to insult them terribly, they're like Ken and I. They're old shoes. They've been in the business forever. They know the product. If you talk to either one of them. Uh, Jeff or Ed. Yeah, they're they're just good people, and they handle both Pella and Anderson, if I'm not mistaken. They do. 
Yeah, and Marvin, I believe, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a dying skill, subject matter expertise. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Appreciate sir. your call. Very welcome. Good, Good call. call. Good question. Yeah. You know, with doors, my uh, I was at one of my sister's homes here a while back, and I opened the front door, and a piece of foam fell out that she puts in there because the gap sure. between the door edge and, and the uh, jam was expanded. And I said, you know, that could be fixed. And she's pretty handy, right. Jean. Right. She's pretty handy. And I said, you can, you can just kind of shove that over, you know, in between these two pieces and put your turn back on. And she, really? So I, I wouldn't be surprised if she's done. There's a lot of <laughs> little stuff like that the DIYer could do. And you and I are in a DIY show, but there is stuff like that, right? There, there absolutely is. I like what you told Jeremy because so many people will walk by a window and, and think that they, they're useless. In other words, they can't do anything to make it better. But Jeremy, if he just puts takes his arm, lean up, leans up against that with his arm, and feels whether that leak is stop. If the leak yeah. is stop, your your recommendation is perfect. Just make he, it tighter. Uh, and the new the new uh, weather stripping they can supply that. That goes on pretty easy. And the fact that he noticed a little condensation right there, that's often a sign that air is moving. Yeah. And and moisture is condensing on, the, on that little piece of glass. It'll tell you that there's a probably an air leak right around where that condensation is. So that was a good observation by Jeremy. It, that really was. Chuck, we had an email this week of a listener that had a new uh, basement waterproofing project done last year. Okay. And they like it. They're very happy with by it. By one of our people? Um, didn't say. Didn't okay. say. But they painted the walls, the interior block walls. And what they're noticing is about 18 inches up the wall, everything soaked. So it looks to them like the wall, um, the, the block webbing are, is holding water. And we've seen that. I, I tell the story of my grandmother's house when I was probably in my mid-20s. It's actually my wife's grandmother. I was replacing her basement window with glass block window. And I didn't know anything back then like I do now. But when I pulled that window out, I could literally drop a pebble down to that webbing of that block, and I heard it kerplunk. <laughs> and we didn't think twice about it back then. It was what it was, you know, That's at, right. at that point. You, you really didn't think anything of it. But Grandma's basement was always musty and moldy and, and people smelly. weren't finishing basements like they do today. You're right. You're right. So this listener that sent us this email asked if they should drill a hole in the block to release that water. And our answer was absolutely not. If you got this job done a year ago, something's wrong. Your water should, your wall should not be holding any water whatsoever. <laughs> so whenever, whenever, and we want people to do this for our team partners too, no matter whether it's a window, roofing, foundation. Whenever you think you have a warranty issue, or whenever you think there is a problem, we want you to email the company, not call. We want you to email the company. And the last sentence in that email should stay say, how do you plan on repairing this? And ask them the question, right, Jack? Yeah, an assumptive email. In other words, it assumes that company is going to fix it. So I love right. your last sentence. Right. Please please follow up with me, uh, ASAP, to let me know how you are going to correct this issue. Yeah. A, a perimeter drain system inside of a basement is not inexpensive. It's just not expensive. And it is so much work. You will have guys going up and down your stairs with yards of concrete that they have to get rid of. And if you're going to pay that much money to assure your basement, I mean, that water. It better work. Yeah, and that water will do more harm inside those block walls by just sitting there. 
So you should not. Here's what happens, too. You take that drill to that wall, you could void the warranty. You don't want to do anything yourself. And the good companies, every time, you know, Ken and I are with them all the time. Yeah. They want to hear from you if what they did, I don't care if it's Chet's cleaning that cleaned a rug. If, if they left and you still see dirt, Chet will tell us. He'll tell us today. We'll ask him. He wants that call. Yes. He wants to know if you're not thrilled. Amnesty, Steve Dickinson, it goes on and Joe on. Joe Marth from Foundation yeah. C360. Let's say you call <laughs> one of his salesmen or you send an email to one of his salesmen and you do not get the answer you want back. Joe wants to hear from you because we all have employees. We all have people. We all have people that make mistakes. And sometimes they don't realize mistakes, but the buck stops with Joe. The buck stops with Steve and Mike at yeah. Amnesty. And they're proud of that. They wear that as a badge of they honor. They do. Owners detest not knowing about a problem that their company has. You know, I sent an email just recently. I sent an email to an electrician that did some work on my mother's generator. And they were out uh, and gave it a, a tune-up. And a few months later, she needed it. It ran four days and died. So she had to call that same company back out. Which is hard. Which is hard. But they wanted to charge my mom. They they charged my mother a 250, I believe, emergency fee. Then came back out. And their solution was to replace the oil, replace the spark plugs. In my opinion, it should have been replaced when they did the um, refresh few months later. So she gets a bill from this company. I'm not going to mention the company. Another company. And it's 500 something dollars. Another bill, I mean. Yeah. I know. I know, for a unit that they had just went in and tuned up just a few months before that. I mean, that's real money. So I sent him an email, and his first response was perfect. I sent the owner an email. His first response was perfect. He goes, let me look into this. Thank you for not just paying this bill and questioning me. Great. I look forward to hearing back from you. One month goes by. Mom gets another invoice. Second month goes by. Mom gets another invoice. I send this guy three more emails, no return. I've never heard this story. So I finally look at my mom, and I say, Mom, pay the bill. Okay, Ken, pay the bill. She did, but she'll never use them again. No. She'll never use that company again because he just ignored me. Once he responded to me, he had it perfect. Even if he came back and said, Ken, we looked at it. We filled it with a legitimate bill. Okay. half of it. We'll call it good. I appreciate your, yeah. Whatever. I didn't let him know who I was. Please refer us. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted my mom taken care of. Wow. So from now on, I'll be talking to people I trust more. You know, we talk about that. We're talking about foundation solutions. You know, when you get into a company like we refer, we we trust that they're not only going to do it right, but if there's an issue, they'll take care of it. And you know how we first met? Foundation Solutions 360. I love this story, Chuck, because they told a homeowner that they did need their services, even though other companies tried to sell them. Didn't. Did not. Even though other companies tried to sell them a $30,000, $40,000 repair, Foundation Solutions said, no, you're good. Trust us. That's why we trust Foundation Solutions 360. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. 888-654-4897. We'd love to hear from you. I want to remind you we're going to be here from 12 to 1. Uh, actually, we won't be here. We'll be at Chet's. Uh, you're going to want to hear that going into the holidays. Speaking of which, kitchen facelifts. Is there such a thing, and is it different from a kitchen remodel? Yes and yes. <laughs> we love them. We do love them. You get the right company. I got to tell you, I look at... Um, MacFarlane Paintings Facebook and Instagram page. And they are 
They're so good. They're so good at that, their social media, because they get the message out and they show people what they can do. But they have, if anyone doubts this, go to their Facebook page. And they've got so many before and after pictures of kitchens that look like everything's been torn out and put back in. Yeah. But none of them was. None of them was. John told us about one they did where the woman wanted to preserve her granite top on the island. And no other company would offer to do that. So they kind of designed, and he has true designers. Right. They designed around that granite top, and that kitchen is gorgeous. Right, right. Actually, our friends at Amnesty, or not Amnesty, I'm sorry, Atlas, all the A's. Yeah. They do something similar. Yeah, they do. But they'll take the faces of those doors off, put new faces on. And the one recently that I went to, I met a Mrs. Brown in Detroit. The main reason she chose Amnesty is because they let her keep her countertops where everybody else wanted to take the countertops off and give her new countertops. But they were special because her dad installed those countertops and she did not want them gone. It's really cool, isn't it? And she's thrilled. Now, she's so thrilled. She hired him from one job, did a kitchen, did another bathroom, in the middle of another bathroom. That's how thrilled she is with the work they do. Yeah. And, and basically, when they start work, it takes them about a week. Now, it actually takes them longer than that back at the shop and that kind of thing. But but the idea is they do not gut your kitchen. They don't tear out everything, which we used to do that. And that was that was a month, maybe two, depending right. on the kitchen, right? Right, right. And they don't do that, but they can do new backsplashes with ceramic tile, new flooring, you know, new tops if you want them. They can do electrical work, you know, have an electrician do it. But it's usually a week, and you're going to get new faces on the cabinets, new doors, or or old doors re, refinished professionally, beautifully, new hardware. Yeah. They, they don't want to use the old hardware. And some cabinets, like right now, I have no hardware. And you put hardware. Well, you got hinges. You got Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you put handles on doors that have no handles. It, it makes it look so much nice, especially the oh. quality one. Hey, I got a question for you. Our good friend Michael Stavkoff puts out these questions every once in a while on his face. He actually does a lot. So here's a question which you should know. Which pizza chain created with inventing it? Sorry. Which pizza chain is credited with inventing the deep dish pizza? I'm going to give some choices. Ready? Pizza Hut, Domino's, Little Caesars, or Pizza Uno? Yeah, I think of the Chicago brand because they were the deep dish original that I'm aware of, which was one of those four. Shoot. (laughs) I thought Pizza Hut was right behind them. That's what I would say. Yeah. But it's actually Pizza Uno. And uh, in 1943, they they, uh, started the deep dish pizza. I like deep dish, but I also like thin crust. You know, you I go like to the right place. You say that. <laughs> You're right about yeah, that. As soon as you said that, I go, yeah, I, I like that too. Yeah, I really liked. I went the other day about pizza, and my little dog had half of it. it. wasn't a good story. We <laughs> were in a little place in Everett, Michigan, that we were told has great pizza, and we got one Hawaiian and one more conventional with meat and ham and you know, all that kind of stuff. And they were both thin crust. And they were both delicious. We yeah, you and I grew up in the traditional pizza pizza time. Yeah, and then when they came out with Hawaiian. And barbecue chicken and BLTs, I like all three of those. I like all three of those. I had a BLT yeah. piece the other night, which was delicious. <laughs> delicious. Isn't that crazy? It is. It is. After all these years, that used to be after the game on Friday night. You know, go go. Yeah, yeah. Pizza you're right. King in Mount Pleasant. Oh, there you go. Hey, let's go to the phones and talk to John from Wixom. Good morning, John. You're on with the guys. Hi, guys. Glad to talk to you. 
You too, sir. Got a problem with uh, toilet bubbling and gurgling up. Okay. Okay. When do you notice it? uh, Well, I'm on a septic and well, if that helps. But uh, what happens is about a quad level, the lower level, when the wife washes clothes, it goes into a septic, not the septic, but the grinder extractor that takes it up to the right level to the septic. Yeah, an ejector crock. Right. And or if we flush the toilet down in the lower level, it okay. gurgles upstairs on the first level. That's usually a vent issue that it's not venting properly. So if one, when water moves through a pipe, it pushes air ahead of it and it sucks air in behind it. If it can't do that easily, it'll steal air from another fixture and cause it to gurgle. The trap might be lost in another toilet or another sink or a bathtub. Uh, so what, what we learned from that is that it's not venting properly. That stack that what Ken calls the stink pipe. That and goes that's the only room. one that causes a stink pipe. <laughs> <laughs> so All it right. could be a dead animal in your vent. It could be that the venting is installed badly. It could be a blockage in one of your drain waste uh, pipes that leads to a vent because they're usually commingled when they're installed. Uh, I'd have a plumber check it out if this is not historically an issue you've been dealing with. Okay. Uh, what I had done about seven months ago, had a contractor come out. They picked the toilet in the upper level, took it up, took a, uh, what is it, a camera through there, didn't see no obstruction. Pulled a, one of the drains and ran a power auger through it. Still no help. What's my next step? I mean, I'm going to scope every square inch of that uh, drain waste vent system because from if, top down. Yep. Yeah, if you haven't had that, then assumptively. It was originally done correctly. You haven't modified it. You haven't touched it. Something's so, changed. Yeah, so something's changed is the question. What has changed? The yeah. only thing that has changed is that it's not functioning as it should, and it's not pushing and pulling air through it as it should. So something is stopping that from occurring. You haven't had a big sewer back up, so it's more likely a vertical pipe in the construction rather than a horizontal drain pipe, if that makes any sense. Because if it was was horizontal, you'd have a sewer backup or a partial backup or the toilet wouldn't flush, Yeah, I understand that, too. So is there a recommendation of a guy that could do that for us? Absolutely. Yeah. um, Ryan Alexander? Yeah, I would I would think uh, Shelby Mechanical would be my first call. You want a phone number for them? We can give it to you. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll yeah. tell you what. Keep keep listening, John, and we promise we'll give it. When we get back out 
from break over the air. And anyone else, they can also find it at the InsideOutsideGuys.com. Thank you so much for the call. Yeah, stay on with us, John. Hey, if you have pulled up to your house and not recognized it because it isn't as beautiful as it was 35 years ago, it is ugly. You might need new siding, new shingles, new windows, right? One of our longest-term team partners is Pro Home Improvement. We met them 12 years ago at the old Silverdome show, and they have ever since made so many of our listeners happy with new roof, new siding, new windows. And Tim guarantees your happiness. Pro Home Improvement. Welcome back, everybody. We appreciate you being with us. I want to remind you, for the next hour, the phone lines will be open. Then we're going to sprint over to Chet's in Madison Heights. Chet's cleaning, and you're going to learn a new definition for the word clean. Yeah, this education hour is really focused on cleaning your house the right way. I'm excited about it because we always learn something when we talk to those guys. You and I, before we knew Chet's, used to have shows on this and talk about how important it is not just to vacuum, but to vacuum correctly and then take care of that vacuum and how to take care of the beater bar. You always mention how important that oh, is. He talks about uh, when we chat with him at like at the networking event about how even maids will run a vacuum improperly across right. carpet, and it looks like it was vacuumed, and the filter is so dirty it didn't pick anything up. It doesn't even work, but nobody knows it. Right. So stay tuned at noon. Um, Shelby Mechanical. John from Wixom needs this number. Yes. It is 586-726-9444. Now I'm going to add to this because yesterday we received a call from a lady who needed a um, wood burning stove. And we recommended a company called MS Energy, which was nowhere near her. And her response was what a lot of our emails' response are, anything closer. I know it. And I really want people to understand that when Chuck and I decide to take on a team partner, when, when we give the okay, yes, this is a quality company, one of the first questions we ask them is, what areas do you cover? And this is so important. Yeah, it because is. Because McFarland and Painting strategically bought a location on the expressway off-ramp that they can get too quick. So a lot of companies will strategically buy the locations so they can get to you quick. Brickworks is Brickworks. moving further west right? so they can service our listeners better. Exactly, exactly. So please, when we send you an email, don't discount it because they may be in another county. Give them a call. It will be worth it. You know what else we see are a lot of people that sadly uh, have the mindset of an old guy like me. And if it's a 517 area code or 989 or something, they go, oh, that's out of my area. You go, no, wait a minute. Don't forget, cell numbers. You're it, so all bets right. are off. You're so right. So don't work, look at that phone number prefix and automatically assume that they're way out of your area either. Call them. Tell them we told you to call, and I, tell, I guarantee you'll have their attention. We're going to be on earlier next Saturday, you and I. Yes, next Saturday we're going to be on at 7 a.m. we got to get up early. Because your, your Spartans are playing at noon. They're, they're still letting them play? Or have you, have you... Do they play? Have you disowned the Spartans with their records? Or No, I'm fickle. So, you know, so I may, get, like yesterday, I went out and washed the trucks when I saw what direction that game was headed. <laughs> but... I've always said to you, you know, none of those schools sends me a check when they win or lose. Right. So I, I admittedly am a very fickle fan. 
Yeah. Me too. Me too. Um, let's go to the phones. Yeah. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. Phone lines are open. Give us a call just like Sydney from Oak Park did. Good morning, Sydney. You're on with the guys. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you very much for taking my call. How are you today? Good, sir. We're good, good sir. Thanks, Thanks for calling. Um, I have a roof that is more than 25 years old, received three different proposals. The last one that came in, the gentleman um, caught me off guard because he recommended, because um, when he went in the attic, he saw that there was some mold on some of those four by eight boards that uh, the ventilation system needs to be changed. I currently have on the north and the south side um, gable vents. I couldn't tell you what size, um, but uh, this gentleman recommended that he would close those gable vents. And then because we don't have any soffits on the east side of the house, when they would be replacing the roof, they would be cutting in along the west side, excuse me, the east side of the house, those vents, so that on both the north, excuse me, the east and the west side of the house, um, the air would be flowing in and then going out um, on the ridge. Um, so sounded in theory makes sense, but he was the only one that had recommended it, and it adds about five $6,000 to the price of the roof. And my question to you is, do you have familiarity with that? He said, that's what new homes are doing now, that this was in the past as far as those gable vents. And they found that because the air was not flowing properly through the attic, the moisture was developing in that manner. Yeah, and don't look at it in a vacuum because what's happened, because because it's a legitimate argument initially for people to say it wasn't that wasn't an issue 40 years ago. We weren't insulating our attics to an R40 40 years ago, right? right. You know, so that's part of it. But what can happen in the gable vents, and if people picture these big triangles that we call a gable, and you've got a vent at the top of one, and on the opposite side of the house you have another vent, you can have literally air just blowing through the attic in the upper third of the attic space from one vent to the next, and you're not venting the lower two-thirds. How many estimates did you did you receive altogether? Three. And nobody else mentioned the venting issue? Correct. Did you study how those other companies were going to vent? Did they mention they were going to put a ridge vent on or anything like that? Uh, one company did mention that they were going to um, actually close off the gable vents, actually, and ha um, have the ridge vents. But that one company did not mention that they were going to be putting in these additional um, soffit vents along the way. It all should uh, be in writing, first of all. You should be right. able to look well, at your bids and... Yeah know exactly what they will and will not do. Ken and I are adamant that a good roofing company has to design and implement a ventilation strategy when they're redoing a roof or doing a new one. Either okay. or. 
Okay. Chuck, so they, were, how, they came, came to the house over the last few days, and then my wife mentioned to me this morning, why don't you call those gentlemen on WJR? So I figured I would do that. So, yes, I'm definitely so you screwed up and called us phone. instead of the gentlemen? <laughs> <laughs> there should be, here. here's the thinking, in an attic, it's convective ventilation, non-powered. So convective right. simply means we're taking advantage of the fact that heat will rise, and heat will pick up moisture as it rises, so we want cold, dry air to come in the bottom of the attic, which is where your soffit vent should be. And we want warm, moist air to exhaust at the very top of the attic. So it creates what we call a convective airflow. Cold air picks up the warmth and moisture, rises, and leaves. It can't happen with gable roof vents. That can actually screw it up. That makes perfect sense. So we want to shut yeah, those off, and we want to put in. Now, remember, if they're putting a new roof on your house, they could also create an overhang where you don't have it. So if you have no overhang on one along one lower edge, they could actually put a one-foot overhang or six-inch overhang. Just a thought. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but um, I, I will tell you. you if I'm gonna have if I if I'm gonna have mold anywhere in my house, that's where I want it. You know, where it's gonna affect me the least is up in the attic. Definitely not saying I mean it's mold, so you want to take care of it because it's a, the the best case scenario is going to prematurely tear up that wood and that on. Yeah, and we'd also like them to air seal your attic space. Uh, some roofing companies will do that, and if you'd like to stay on, we can chat more about that after the break. Yep. Okay. Let's stick around. Um, Window World, they've, they've started doing some siding and some roofing and stuff like that. As what well. a great know. company. Yeah, what are. a great family. Can't say enough about the, the Sheena family. And, and going around the country, Chuck, I notice I'll see billboards, I'll see commercials of Window World. And every time there's a commercial, it's a family. Yeah. It's their strategy, isn't it? Good That's families it. run good businesses. And in this case, they also have great product and process, which is the Trioka. That's with what a, we like. With a bumper-to-bumper life, lifetime, lifetime warranty. And, of course, we're talking about Window World. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. Fold lines are open up until the 12 o'clock hour, at which point we're going to sprint over to Chet's Cleaning for 12 to 1. But I want to remind everybody that ventilation, our roofing companies, every roofing company that Ken and I refer, they will specify a ventilation uh, strategy in your attic, and that will be part of their bid because they realize their warranty won't be worth a darn if the attic doesn't ventilate properly. And, and people have heard us for years saying the two most important parts about that roof, the inside of the attic, are the ventilation and the insulation. Yeah. So important. Sydney, are you still there with us? I am. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, you want to mention something, Cindy? I just, I would make sure that any company is specifying in writing lower soffit air intake and upper attic ridge vent exhaust. Sydney, are these companies any affiliated with the inside outside guys you got bids from? Um, I'm not sure. Um, I. I, I'm apprehensive about saying anything online. I'd be me, on the phone that's heard by your listeners. I would be happy okay. to share with you privately if I could go at some point and speak to either one of you. To I think you would be enlightened if I shared a person that, excuse me, a piece of information well, with you. 
Well, feel free to send us an email and let us know through an email, okay? We'd be glad to take We don't it. share that with anybody. We don't, we don't share that with anybody, okay? But we do trust okay. our inside-outside guys, roofing team partners. They've shown okay. us their experts. Very good. Thank you, Sydney. Okay, thank you. Have a wonderful really day, gentlemen. Thank you so God much. God bless you. Take care. You as well. well. Thank eight, you. Bye-bye. 888 guys equals 888-654-4897 or the WGR line, 800-859-0957. Phone lines are open for the next uh, 40 minutes. Give us a call. We're gonna go Now we're going to go to Becky in Grand Ledge. Good morning, Becky. You're on with the Inside Outside Guys on WJR. Good morning. In regards to using a dryer sheet to uh, clean your toilet, can you flush that without damaging your plumbing? That's a good question. The dryer sheet, you may not be able to. I wouldn't would, consider would that a flushable, sense. no. I'd probably strip that off. Ken and I happen to be the guys in our houses that clean toilets, as well as most other things. <laughs> but long story short, I'd probably pull that off, you know, my trusty rubber gloves and throw it in the wastebasket. I hope my wife's okay, not Okay, that was my gut feeling, but I thought maybe uh, you knew more than I did. So We should have it. said that. Sounds like a good idea. We learned through the uh, pandemic, and Ken and I have said this for decades, that nothing should go down that toilet but, you know, biological waste and toilet paper, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. yeah I agree So thank that. you, Becky. That's a great point. Okay, thank you. I enjoy your show very much. Thank Bless you. your heart. Thank, thank you. you very much. Good call. Good you know question. what? I, we should have. I should have at least thought of that. Uh, I know you're thinking about deer hunting this week. I am not. I'm thinking about taking care of our listeners. Stop <laughs> that right now. Speaking of taking care of our listeners, we had an email recently from a gentleman that has a window on the west side of his house that's leaking, and he's had every professional he could have in to take a look at it and try to stop the leak. Nothing's working. He's cocked it. He's flashed it. He's done everything. And I asked him, where is the window located? What's around the window? You know, what is the facade around the window? And he said, it's a masonry. So my suggestion to him would be to go buy a water-based masonry sealer. There are a few different bricks that I can name that are very, very prevalent in housing here in Southeast Michigan that are very, very porous, soak up water like crazy. So that could but what literally is happening is that water is soaking up through the brick and manifesting a leak in the window. So now's the time. We always tell people if you're going to seal, you want to seal when it's not going to be below freezing in a 24-hour period. We are right on the cusp of that now. And also, this is the best time going into the cold season. See, if he puts that on, the, if he puts that on top of the brick, any water that hits that wall is going to beat up and fall down fall off the wall. If he doesn't, the water that hits that wall will soak in, freeze, pop the brick, cause damage. Please, everyone, hear what I say when I say a breathable sealer, okay? Because <laughs> many people over the years saw the sealer. They, they started having flaking on their brick on their chimney. So they run up to the store, they buy a sealer, they seal their chimney, not realizing it's a non-breathable sealer. Water gets inside, like it always will, and has nowhere to go. It freezes and does more damage than the original problem. You know, it's funny because on the cusp of that, everything being a system, uh, our roofing companies, we had that call from uh, Sydney. If you're going to put a new roof on, whatever you're going to spend, whatever the number is, 
spend a little more if you have no overhangs and have that company extend the overhangs where you have none. Uh, the overhangs will keep water off the brick like Ken's talking about. will minimize huge solar heat gain in the summer. will keep water off the windows and keep the windows cleaner. will allow you good ventilation because of the underside soffit ventilation intake we talked about. I mean, there's nothing but benefit from it. Remember you and I said, what are the two things if we bought a home we would insist on? And to be honest, I forget what mine was, but yours was overhang. You would insist on large overhang. overhang. You know, when you think of a chimney, so many chimneys, the water hits the very top of the chimney, a cement cat, and then just rolls straight down that chimney. Water sits for, you know, we're in something like today. Water sits there, freezes, it pops. That's why when you get chimney work done, and if you go to the Inside Outside Guys Facebook page, you're going to see a couple of chimneys that I just posted over the last couple of days. One has a pine tree growing out of it. The, <laughs> the other... Well, it's helping Mother Nature. You know, it's creating yeah. oxygen. The other looks like it's a wood chimney, Whoa. a wood frame chimney with brick around it that they didn't put any cap on whatsoever. Water just falls straight through. Uh, so please, everyone, especially your chimneys, when you look up and you see an issue, whether it's a crack on the top, they're never going to get better. Any masonry work that starts to go bad will only get worse. It'll only spread, especially going into the winter months. So now is the time of year you want to get people like Brickworks or Just Haskell Maintenance out yeah. there to tuck point and take care of these things. Man, I'm with you big time on that. Yeah. And a lot of people with the holidays coming up are looking to the basement to finish that space. So when we come back, we'll take your calls first. But we're also going to talk about a company that can do a beautiful professional finish in the basement, yeah. the lower level. Right. Right. We're going to do that when we get back from break. You know, we sat down recently with Jim and Dana Corian. And great talk, people. And great people and talked about furnaces. And what I loved about them is he said, look, we don't try to sell everyone a 96% furnace. So many houses are fine with an 80% furnace. Yeah. Which is less money for them. And Jim went out and bought a bunch of them. Because he, he realizes that. He did. They will not try to oversell you at CNC Heating and Air Conditioning. They're honest, ethical people who is running right now, while it lasts, a $99 tune-up special. Get it tuned up now so you don't have to call them in the middle of January. Again, that's CNC Heating and Air Conditioning. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you. I do. The movie Hocus Pocus. That was a cute, <laughs> funny movie. I'll put a spell on you. Yeah, that was We were just talking hard. about that on break. <laughs> um, do we have people on the phone? We do. Wanna, Let's go okay. ahead and go to the phones, and we still got time. we got a half an hour. Anyone who wants to call and get any housing information, housing advice, 888-654-GUYS. Let's start off with Gene in New Baltimore. Good morning, Gene. You're on with the guys. Good morning. I just had a comment. Um, I heard one of your callers uh, earlier calling about not being able to get his pipes cleared. I had that problem on my house. I have an older home, and all the pipes are in T's, so they went as far as they could with cameras and everything else through toilets and that, and they couldn't get it to go any farther. What they ended up doing was hydrojetting. Okay. Yes. The water yeah. and that and basically that is what actually they said it was kind of a crapshoot if it's going to work or not and it was a little pricey but other than that the only other way was to go in through sewers and that so I took a shot and the hydro jetting actually cleared whatever it was that nobody could see. Okay. I mean, it is funny because 
the length of run can determine. I mean, those cameras are not on an infinitely long uh, cable. So there are things people can't see when they come into a system like that. Right. And we were talking to the folks from Shelby Mechanical a few weeks ago, and, and he said he fit every truck with a camera, but on occasion, and he trained the techs to use them, right. but on occasion they may be broken or, you know. Sure. And they've got some giant hydrogenic machines there. They do. Now, did you ever figure out yeah, it was- what it was, what, what was blocking? Because what I would be concerned is a break in the, in the pipe somewhere that that blockage is going to come back. Um, nope, never did. That was um, okay. about a year and a half ago, maybe two, and it was Frost and Cretch Plumbing in Chesterfield that did it, and they said okay. it was, they weren't sure if it was going to work or not, and they said it was a little pricey, but short of, they they had no other solution to try sure. and get you, everything. You didn't have a lot of options. flushing in that, so. Yeah, yeah so I figured I'll take a shot at it, and it actually worked. It cleared whatever it was. We never did find out, but it worked, and it's been clear ever since. So I just Thank wanted you. to pass we it along to your caller that uh, yeah, they could not no. figure his. They, they couldn't figure out what it was because the house is an older house, so all the okay. pipes, everything is teed, not wide, yep. and it's a second story house. Yep. So eventually, they could not. They got the camera sooner or later. The camera stopped, and it couldn't go any farther. That's the problem. Yeah. No, we appreciate you <laughs> that sharing was... that. Okay, you're welcome. That's all I wanted to say. God bless you. Take care. Stay in touch. And for Thank the rest you. of the listeners, hydrojetting is high-pressure water being forced through the pipes. Um, it's funny because uh, the slightest uh, variation you mentioned, broken pipes, yep, can start to grab hold of something. It might be a tissue, a flushable that wasn't flushable. And then all of a sudden you get a slow buildup over time. So true. Yeah, slow accumulate, like ducks. Right, right. Remember me telling you uh, quite a few years ago where I had to go out and I got what's called a bladder to clear my pipe? Yeah. Pipe. It's you the know, way they do uh, heart. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like the uh, blood vessels. Yeah, and it worked well. It was messy, but it worked well. Yeah. Yeah, and I was able to get it done myself. And you did it yourself. Yeah, I did it myself, right. Yeah, I did Decades ago, I crawled right down in the street, and I told you I got uh, on a property I owned, unplugged the sewer, spent a day, boy, oh, boy. Probably spent a day washing yourself afterwards. Uh, that, too. <laughs> it was an education. <laughs> sure is. Sure is. A dirty one. All right. Let's stick to the phone. Talk to Richard in Finley, Ohio. Good morning, Richard. You're on with the guys. Hey, good morning. Love your show. Appreciate the advice. Thank you, sir. I have a oh, house built in the 60s, got a couple of bedrooms, and they have plaster walls. And they're in good shape, but you got these little fine spidery cracks, and I'm getting ready to paint. And, uh, you know, I know I would need a flat just to make it look as good as I can, but I didn't know if you had any recommendations on what might be the best for uh, plaster and just to hide those little cracks a little bit. Yeah, they make a primer, high-solid primer, if it's just the hair lining you're talking about now, if it's bigger cracks than that, you're probably going to need an expert in there to repair it. And what could be cause are those shrinkage cracks, alligator cracks? What could be causing something like that? Yeah, is it in the plaster or is it in the paint that's on the plaster? Good oh, question. now that's a good question. I never thought of that. But I now, would think. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. I would think uh, what good. Chuck says about the primer would be a, re- a really good idea. Start, no matter solid. what it is, yeah. start with that high solid primer. 
than a good paint behind it. But make sure it's compatible with what's on there because if you've got a glossy enamel on there and you put a non-compatible primer on there, it will alligator and come off and look bad, and it might take six months to do that. So if you can, I always like Ken's suggestion of taking a little piece of that or a couple of pictures and going into a paint store by you, a Sherwin-Williams Repco or Benjamin Light. Moore, Repco Light, uh, any of those professional paint stores, and have them specify what you should do to prep that surface and then what primer you should use to put on first. Oh, excellent idea. Sherwin-Williams and I are real tight, so I'll go do that. <laughs> God bless you. And typically, the combination primer finish are not... Not for a person in your situation. So a separate primer, separate few hours investing will give you a great job. Well, good. That's what I want to do. So that sounds like a plan. And I tell you, I, I, I listen to your show down here in Finley all the time, and all your recommended contractors, I would love to be able to use some, but I'm just too darn far away. You guys <laughs> will move to well, Michigan. Well, you, the, the People's Democratic Republic of Michigan, no thanks. <laughs> we're not, allowed, we're not allowed to answer that question. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I always make fun of my wife and I whenever we were driving south on 75. Yeah. It's like, what city are we in? Because Finley, Ohio lets you know about every 100 feet on the walls as you drive down 75 that you're in Finley. But it's there are two cities that I love. One is Bay City, Michigan. The other one is Finley, Ohio for Beautiful old architectural homes. Oh. Absolutely gorgeous houses in Finley, Finley, Ohio. Hey, well, that's one I live in. Come down and give me some in-person advice. Hey, you got some Honeyland down there? I'll be down tomorrow. I was going to say, if you got you got anything that smells like a deer or something to shoot, can I'll be there. Nah, Appreciate we're, you. We're <laughs> Richard, thank you so much for your call. Thanks, Richard. It. Take care of yourself. You too. All right. Thanks. Next, is, next up is Bob from West Bloomfield. Good morning, Bob. You're on with the guys. Good morning. I got two questions for you guys. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. One question is, I had a roof claim. Uh, we had some water drippage in the kitchen, and uh, they came out, and uh, they uh, only cover part of it because they said when the painters painted my soffit and my home is 31 years old that they painted the soffit vents now there's still vents there's still air getting through there but is that something i should replace they're only about three inches wide but they go across the entire soffit you know uh all around the house three inches wide soffit but it does have you know exterior stain on it, which uh, obstructs some of the air, not all of it. I even tried with a wire brush to see if I could brush off some of the little bit of paint, but, you know, you can still see light coming through when you go up in the attic. So is that something I should replace, or was that just kind of the insurance company sending out the right guy to say, you know, we're not covering all of it because of this? Bob, what we say a lot when we respond to emails is, what would we do if it was ours? And if it was ours, Chuck, I think I would replace those. Yeah, some of those are a surface mount, aluminum or steel. Do you know how those are attached, those three-inch vents? Uh, they are embedded into whatever that rough sawn wood is, you know, because 
I yeah, thought about trying it out, and I also thought about why couldn't we just cut a bigger square and put one of those big square vents and do that maybe every 10 feet. Yeah. I'll tell you, what you've got is a great product. Um, it's You've probably got a 3 8 rough sawn plywood for the soffit, and then you've got they cut a, yeah. a, a rectangular slot in it, and they put in this vent that includes hopefully uh, stamped louvers and then screening behind it to keep the bugs out. Hopefully. And the paint probably plugged the screen is what the insurance company claimed anyway. If that's in good shape... Yeah. And you can shine a light through it along its length. I wouldn't even yeah. worry about it if it's open, okay. if air can move through Maybe it. Maybe have somebody up there at dark shining up there, see if you see a lot of light coming through yeah. those. Does that make sense? And if you see a lot yeah, of light, then a lot of air is going to come through. Attic. I can see uh, light coming through. You know, it's funny because the insurance company sent three different engineers until finally the last one said, well, the, the, the soffits were painted, so we can't cover this. And I said, you know, it's funny. This You're the third guy that has come. And finally they got the right answer. They The insurance company got the right answer they wanted. So, you know, I got half of the roof done, not the other half. I, I appreciate that. My last question is the wall, brick wall, uh, going into the entrance of our house uh, is the garage wall. It had a little bit of uh, green moss, so I used that wet and forget. And when I finally did wash it off, it took the coloring of the brick out of it. So now it's kind of gray brick, and all the rest of the brick is different shades of beige. Can I get that colored stain back into the brick? Do us a favor. Can you take a picture and send us an email? Oh, sure. Sure. That'd be best. Yeah. Just send it to uh, uh, InsideGuyChuck at gmail.com or OutsideGuyKen at gmail.com, and we'll take a look at that. And, and chances are, yes, you, you can get that color back. Okay. okay. Uh, Bob? You got another caller, or you got one more question? Well, we have music coming up, so we have to go to break, sir. We have a hard break, but you're welcome okay. to stay on the line. I'll stay, I'll stay in the line if I can. Thank you. Appreciate okay. it. And then we'll get to Mickey from Macomb after that. Cool. So. Hey, again, if you've got a house that you trust only to true professionals to improve the appearance, then why not go to a company that will offer you a good, better, best, all of them great product, all of them warranted, right? Yeah, and if you if you know you need these services and you don't have the money, Will enter their enter to win their next oh, hundred thousand right. dollar sweepstakes, like a couple just did. You go to the Inside Outside Guys Facebook page, you'll see the couple that won. Yeah, and we were there, and I believe there were like ten thousand entries. So it's a lot better chances than the lottery, isn't it? <laughs> Good point. And of course, the only company that gives you that in Southeast Michigan is Performance Remodeling. Do Chet's cleaning to redefine the word clean for every homeowner. Yeah, so please listen to this for next hour because if you own a house or an apartment, you live in an apartment, it doesn't matter, wherever you live, by listening to that show over the next hour, you will learn how to make a cleaner environment in your home. All right, let's go to the phones and talk to Mickey from Macomb. Good morning, Mickey. You're on with the guys. Good morning. Thank you. Love the show. Thank My you, question is, I have all this gunk built up in the track on the garage door opener. What's the best way to clean that? I mean, on the actual keypad? 
No, inside the track that the rollers run on. It's like black, gooey. Track. I scrape it off with. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I heard that track. track. That's a metal track? Yeah. Yeah. There should be a couple little slots on the outside of the the bottom of that track so water drains out of it. But I just use a bristle-type brush, even an old toothbrush with a vinegar and water solution. Yeah. Yeah, I apologize. I thought she said trap. I apologize. No, no I did too. I, 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 I'm glad to get it clarified. So, Sorry. No, not your fault. Now, oh. now remember, you don't want to grease anything in there at all. You want it. You want it that yeah. black gunk. You want to make sure it gets out of there. But don't add any kind of grease or silicone yeah. or anything in that area. That's running on on wheels, literally wheels. So there shouldn't be any need for any kind of lubrication right. whatsoever. Right. Yep. But white vinegar is benign. If it gets on your siding, it won't hurt anything if it's diluted in water. And a little bit of elbow grease with an old toothbrush works really well. Yep. Perfect. That's what I'm going to do today. Thank you. Hey, Mickey, have you by any chance sprayed your spring anytime recently with a silicone spray? Um, I use the silicone lubricant on, yeah, the springs Great. and the roller thingies. Not the wheels, but the rollers. I don't know what they're called. Perfect. No, no, no. It's fine. Now, here's what we're going to suggest for other people are listening, because it is important that you keep that spring lubed. And what we want you to do is once you spray it, open and shut the garage a couple times. But from the outside, once you shut it, take a rag out there, because there's some chance as you're opening it, some of that can drip onto the door finish. And you want to make sure you yep. get that off right away. Yeah. And I always do the hinges, and I do the same thing. I'll yeah. spray them. Wait a second, and then wipe them off so they don't drip down like Ken said. Great advice. Okay, Mickey, thank you okay, so much. Cool. You have a great day. Now, another email we had just recently from a listener who had a mouse chew through the bottom of her weather stripping of her garage door. She asked how she could fix that. And those are actually replaceable. You can pull those out and put those back in. I would feed those mice, too. <laughs> You'd feed them. Poison. Poison, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. But another thing you could do temporarily, a lot of times, over time, as those doors open and shut, that, that seal gets rotted out. It gets totally flattened. And we have had people literally take a, a material like a cloth and put it in there all the way through there to open it up a little bit. Because it's hollow. It's, yeah, because yeah. it's hollow. So you can put a material in there like a cloth, like a thin cloth. That will just open it up a little bit and make it seal tighter. A lot of people in their garage, they will have a seam going down the middle of their garage and the concrete. And when they shut that door, they see a little bit of sunlight coming up through that seam. Yep. If you can put a material right there, that will push down in that area a little bit. Because any place you can see light coming through, it's a very good chance a mouse can come through. Yep. And that's one seam you can actually fill with a liquid caulk to the yep. top. Yep. Um, I agree. Great observations. Another suggestion for everybody out there that may have an issue with drainage, or a lot of times in a really hard winter, we'll get emails where people's driveways are lifting up right where they meet the garage. And what happens is water gets between the sidewalk and the, and the driveway, or it gets between the garage slab and the driveway. It goes underneath, it freezes, and it pushes that up. Now, the good news is spring comes and it usually goes back down. <laughs> Hopefully. But anything that goes up and down, up and down, up and down like that is eventually going to get weaker. So if you can seal the joints around that area, 
You've heard Chuck and I talk about it many times. You, we have professionals that do it as well. But seal that joint. One more thing. I'm sorry, buddy. i got to think about oh, that's A good. lot of people next to their house, they might have a walkway next to their house, a brick house. They may have a driveway next to it, butts right up to their house. It's very important that that seam between your house structure and the driveway walkway gets sealed. Water will get down there, freeze, push those that concrete away, and possibly get water in your basement. No, great advice and timely advice because the weather's still good enough in the next month or so to take care of that. You got time. It's DIY stuff for some people, but we have guys for others, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah. We, it, you and I uh, dipped our toe in the water about three segments ago on water. finishing that basement for the holidays. I mean, what a great way to pick up good square footage. Right? Oh, you're right. It's the best way. But you got to have the right company do it, or you may end up tearing it out in five to seven years. company like Basements Plus. Yeah, Basement Plus has been a team partner, the inside-outside guys. They do phenomenal finishing of basements. And, and design work. They'll do all the design, budgeting, implementation. It's yeah. cheaper than any addition you're going to put on, whether you go up or you go out to, to capture that space in the basement is the best way to add square footage. And I also want to remind people, how important it is to drink clean, healthy water. At the Inside Outside, guys, we have team partners that can help you with that. Uh, a company like Douglas Water Conditioning. If you need to get your water tested, we want you to send it to Douglas Water Conditioning. Um, because you mentioned at the beginning of the show, the PFAS, you can't taste it. You can't smell it. You just ingest it. Yeah. And even that stuff gets absorbed through your skin when you soak in a hot tub or take a shower. You're it's right. frightening. You're right. It's it scary is. stuff. It is. So we have Douglas Water Conditioning that can help you out with that, with locations in Waterford and Fenton and one of your favorite places, Traverse City. <laughs> yeah, baby. So as we head over to Chet's Cleaning, spend the next hour teaching people how to properly clean their house, especially their carpets and their rugs. You want to listen to this next hour as the Inside Outside guys feature our great friends from Chet's Cleaning.